You're listening to episode 49 of the Soulful Podcast, Authentic AF with Kristen Quattlebaum. Welcome to the Soulful Podcast. I am your host, Megan Harmony, a champion at overcoming the tough stuff and enjoying life while rising above it. Soulful living means getting to a place of ease and comfort, no matter what's happening around you. It is waking up excited about what adventures you will go on. It's connecting to the power within you as your source of strength, grace, and security. It's being uncomfortable during growth spurts and leaning into the stretch. Each week, I will share with you about my journey and the experiences I have had. I'll offer you hope and inspiration that it is possible to live a full life even when the you-know-what is hitting the fan. I believe that love is a language we can all understand and I want to inspire you to trust and believe in yourself. Your soul is hungry for more. Lean in to get soul full. Kristen is a former 15-year corporate hustler turned intuitive life coach. She spent years hustling for happiness through seeking fulfillment outside of herself. It wasn't until Kristen turned within that she rediscovered her power and was able to initiate her life purpose path. Kristen is passionate about helping women orient back to the magic within themselves. She can help you examine and clear limiting beliefs that hold you back from your greatness and attune to your intuitive wisdom so that you can lead your life in truth. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Soulful Podcast. I'm really excited to share with you guys today as I have my guest Kristen Quattlebaum on the podcast with me and she's going to share so much with us and it's just going to be a great episode. So Kristen, we're going to start out with a simple question. What is your go-to Boost Your Spirits song? Mm. So, you know, it's interesting because I love so many different kinds of music. I'm trying to think of something that I just love to play at the jukebox. How about Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People? Oh, I love that song. Such a good choice. <laughs> I could say so many more, but we'll stick with that one. <laughs> I love that. And, and I'm like that too. Like one day I might be listening to one of Beethoven's symphonies and the next day I'm listening to heavy metal. And so it, it's kind of an interesting question because it could depend on the day and the mood you're in, what kind of exactly. music is your go-to song. So, but I love that one, Pumped Up Kicks. What is your favorite childhood memory? Hmm. I would say tubing. My family and I used to go up to the mountains in Tennessee and Alabama and we would go tubing. Hmm. That sounds like and so I thought fun. there were sharks in the water. So that wasn't a fun, and then we were in a lake, but I thought I couldn't see through it. Jaws terrified me in the eighties. So. <laughs> oh, that's so great. When I was a kid, I thought there was sharks in all the water too. And then yeah. my mom had to explain to me, that's only the water that tastes like salt, but that's you know. right. 
<laughs> now I have to ask, did you ever have any accidents while you were tubing? Like any injuries, anything like that? No. no. Oh, no. okay. The reason I asked is when I was a kid, I, um, at one point we were on this weird tube that like it, you could lie on it. Anyways, I flipped over and my back like bent and I was like in bed for a week and I'm like, tubing is not fun anymore. <laughs> But I'm so glad you have those memories with your family. Yeah. Who would you say inspires you the most? This is tough. You want to know something crazy is I actually thought about myself in the beginning. I love that. Um, Really because I feel like I'm, I'm learning to see my own power and just like my tenacious spirit and everything. And it's interesting because I normally struggle with acknowledging myself. So I'm going to go with it because that's what came through. I think that's beautiful. And it just shows how much we can grow and expand because... Um, and we'll get into your story later, but acknowledging ourselves can be really difficult. Yeah. And the fact that that was your first intuitive hit yeah. is such a beautiful example of how much you've grown and expanded over the years, right? Yeah. I love For that. me, it surprised me too. <laughs> it's amazing when we can surprise ourselves, right? Yeah. Um, and, and to lean into that right? To really acknowledge because, and the listeners know this just because they're listening every week, but I'm always encouraging people to stand in their loves for themselves and, and own their power. So I love that that was just where you were drawn to. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> it's funny when I was a kid, I wanted to be a marine biologist because I wanted to play with the sea animals all the time. Um, I'm happy to say, though, that I, I believe I'm in my purpose now. Um, and I, I believe that I was meant to be a guide and just be a light here to help people see their own truth, really. And I believe I'm doing that now, so. You definitely are. And, and you're yeah. such a bright light. Like, um, for those listening, I've been following Kristen for a while now on social media and it just, I love her posts and I'm like, oh, it's like, it's so inspiring and just, you're a very bright light in the world. So I love that you're living that purpose now. Thank you for seeing me. What does it mean to live a soulful life to you? So one of my core values is unapologetic truth. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what that means. Like living a soul-filled life is really, it's about seeing yourself for who you are and letting go of all those conditioned layers, all, the, all of those things that you've picked up that don't belong to you and really allowing yourself to be who you are. Mm, I love Without that. apology, really, yeah. I love that. Um, that's just such a beautiful way to explain it, to just be unapologetically you. 
right? Mm -hmm. And and I just thank you. That was a beautiful definition. At this point, Kristen, I'm going to ask you to share with us a dark night of the soul that you experienced or kind of what led you into the work that you're doing now. Just um, if you can share with us kind of what happened, what it, what it was like, sorry, what happened and what it's like now. Um, I would really appreciate that. All right. Just stop me if I go too long. <laughs> can never go too long on this podcast. <laughs> so... My story is that I was in corporate for 15 years and in corporate, I, when I got out of college, I went right into finding my career path because I felt that I couldn't be happy unless I had that, unless I knew I could be independent for myself, that I could support myself, that I was on my path, you know, that I figured out my purpose. And so that's what I went in. I went all in on work and climbing the ladder. And um, that was my life. It was what I was consumed in. And for a long time, I kind of, I had the style of just putting my head down and, and working and hoping that somebody would recognize my skills and acknowledge me and promote me and all the things. And that started to happen for me. And then what ended up happening was I started experiencing a lot of anxiety because I wanted more and I didn't understand how to achieve it. Mm -hmm. So I just kept burying all of my emotions and working. I was working my life away. I was shopping and I was eating. Like those were my things for numbing. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I didn't know how to speak up for my needs. So like everything was being suppressed at the time. And I was struggling to find my path as well. So I was looking around me and I'm seeing all these people find like their one path, their one direction. And I was searching for where I belonged and I wasn't finding that. But I was still so like in the hustle of it all that I didn't really think there was anything wrong with that. I thought this is just a part of corporate life. This is just what I'm supposed to be doing. So when I started experiencing anxiety, um, it actually, I have not had a history of anxiety up until that point. And what ended up happening for me was actually the guy I was dating at the time hit a deer with my car and I couldn't drive without fearing that deer were going to be running in front of me. Like it was just this like irrational fear, I would Mm -hmm. say, um, that I started experiencing. And then the other thing that I noticed that was really prevalent for me was I couldn't relax. You know, I'd be sitting in a peaceful environment and I couldn't, just feel like, okay, I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm at peace here. You know? Yeah. I just, my energy just felt like so tightly wound. Um, and I didn't understand it. I was like, what's, you know, what's wrong with me? What's, you know, what's happening. And I went to the doctor and, and talked to her about it. And thankfully she said to me, you know, I'll give you a 
low dose of anxiety medication, but what I really want you to do is go to therapy. And she said, if I, if I just gave you medicine, which so many doctors do, yeah. um, it would be like somebody who had a heart attack and I just gave them a heart medication and didn't ask them to adjust their diet or their activity or any of the things they were doing to take care of their heart. So she said, I, I want you to go talk to somebody. And I was like, okay, like whatever. I was just at, at the point of, I, I can't help myself. So I want whatever I need to do to help this because we're so, I think in general society and, and me also in my childhood, I suppressed my emotions a lot. I wasn't expressing them much. And in corporate, as a female leader, expressing any sort of emotions is, is just a no-no. Um, so I always viewed that as like a form of weakness. Um, so like the, the minute it comes up and I feel like I can't control it, this is how I felt at the time. Um, cause that's what I wanted to do, but I couldn't, and I had been able to for so many years. Right. Um, so I ended up going to therapy and I remember I walked in, um, and at the time I, I was just at a space where I'm just like, I don't know what will help me, but whatever it is, I just want to help this. You know, yeah. I actually thought my therapist was a flake when I walked in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get it. I was like, I don't know how she's going to help me, but I'm in this position where I need support and I'm here. So I'm just going to show up. I'm just going to show up and just keep an open mind. And what ended up happening was in the beginning, she went back to my childhood as many therapists will do. I didn't have any memories of my childhood. And we finally... Um, maybe two or three months into the journey, um, you couldn't stop me from pouring memories out. Wow. So that's how good we are at suppressing. Yeah. And so at the time, um, like I actually decided at that point, the therapy is what's working for me. I went off my medication. I was on like a low, like a very low dose of of anxiety telling anybody to go off their medication here or anything like that. Um, certainly talk to your doctor if you have questions about that. But um, for me, that was just what I needed. I, I needed that evidence to know that I had everything within me um, and that it was just a matter of me being willing to go there. Yeah. And so when I started... Um, dealing with my anxiety and learning to see it and understand it and allow myself to feel emotions. That's really what I did in therapy. I, I learned how to start feeling emotions again. Mm -hmm. And something that really helped me for any listeners that are struggling with anxiety right now, something that really helped me was just to call it out. I used to put my hand on my chest and say, I feel anxiety in my heart right now because mm -hmm. that's where I feel it. And for me, like, you know, what I learned was not to shove it away, like just to acknowledge it. Cause the more you suppress it, the more it's just going to fight to come out. Right. Like what you resist persists. So I just allowed myself to feel it. And I, I focused for a while. I had to focus on like intentionally not suppressing it. Mm 
And then it just became natural. And eventually what ended up happening for me, so I was in therapy for a number of years. Um, and then I decided I, I wanted, again, like once I hit that rock bottom, I actually started, I guess I could talk about this. That was a pivot point for me. And I started excelling in corporate again. Um, but I, what I noticed when I actually mapped out my journey was that I went through these multiple pivots in my career, you know, where I would be climbing and then I would hit some sort of low point. Yeah. And then I would climb again and I'd hit, I would just go through these pivots over and over again. So after therapy, I really came out and started, you know, I started taking all the personality tests and just learning more and more about who I am and what I want, what I desire, and how can I speak up for what I need. And um, I took, I read this book called Strengths Finders, which was a fantastic book. It helped me realize that I can stand up for my strengths instead of looking to fix all my weaknesses. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that was a big book for me at the time. I also listened to a TED talk called Why Some of Us Don't Have Just One True Calling. It's by Emily Wapnick. And it spoke to me because, again, I was still, I was finding things that I was enjoying, but I was hitting, I was constantly hitting these walls of, I'm bored with this. I'm ready for something new. So as I kept going through those pivots, like I mentioned, that's what was happening for me. And I felt like something was wrong with me. Why can't I find just that one thing that I just keep going with? And in that talk, she talks about, um, actually, it's funny because you, one of the questions you asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? She said that as kids, it elicits a single response from us. Mm. So how often do you hear kids saying, I want to be a doctor and I want to be a pianist and I want to be a skateboarder and are they saying all of these things or are we trying to get them to pick one thing, right? Right. So that's what she calls multi-potentialites. And she said, we have a lot of interests. Um, we're very adaptable. We're fast learners. She talks all these things about multi-potentialites. And for the first time, I felt like I wasn't alone. Right. I'm not the only one out there who can't seem to find where she belongs. So fast forward, I'm still in therapy at this point, and I'd gotten to a point in therapy then where I wanted to go to the next level. Okay, what's, I kept asking my therapist for more. What's more? I need, I need more than this. So I ended up going, I hired my first coach. And at the time, I was still dealing with some of my eating patterns. I mentioned I used food to numb. So I looked up an emotional eating podcast, and I came across a coach who really spoke to me. She talked about how the dieting industry was putting band-aids on bullet wounds and because they weren't dealing with the root, the underlying issues of why you're turning to food in the first place, it's why the pattern just perpetuates in your life. And that's with food. It's with anything really, like any sort of thing you're addicted to or have a dependency on. Um, so it really spoke to me and my intuition went to her website and my intuition said, um, you're going to apply for this program and then you're going to be a coach in it afterwards. And so that's what I did. I applied and I was very excited when I interviewed for it and the investment was $3,000 and I was terrified. Right. 
And I was like, I've never spent money like this on me before. And I all of a sudden started backing out, you know, and she said to me, Kristen, is $3,000 worth you ending your battle with food and body? Mm. And I said, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Where do I sign up? So I signed up and then I'm in that program. So here's like another like pivot point for me. I'm in that program. It's a six month group coaching program. And she opens up her coaching certification, which as I mentioned, my intuition said, you're going to apply to be a coach in this afterwards. I just felt called to do it. She opened up coaching spots that spring. This is 2018, by the way. Yeah. And she, and right away I was like, yes, I'm doing it. Because my intuition said so. And I applied to do it. I got in. The program was $10,000. And my position was eliminated where I was at. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm unemployed and I'm about to invest 10 grand. And I was terrified, but I did it because my intuition guided me there. And I just, there was something about it that made me trust and believe it. And I even wrote myself a letter. And I remember writing in that letter that I would be laughing at that investment one day like laughing that I even questioned it or thought it was a big deal. And it was a big deal. I mean, I mean, it, it like the fact that I even, you know, worried about it at all, I guess is what right. I'm trying to say. So now I'm in this coaching program. I ended up getting another position and I took this other position knowing that I would eventually be phasing out my corporate career, you know, and I told them that in the interview and everything, I was very open with them. And I was like, you know, I am, I'm working on becoming a coach and this is ultimately what I want to do. But, um, I had committed like a couple years to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and what ended up happening is just about I was just as I was about to graduate from that program, they eliminated my position. <laughs> wow. So here we are. Always working in your favor. Yeah. Two years, or sorry, a year, and I have two positions eliminated. And I was very successful in corporate. I didn't get into like, I mean, there's so much of my journey I could share, but my just know that I was very successful in corporate and people would wonder why, how could I possibly be unhappy with all the opportunities that I had and how well I was doing in corporate, but I just knew there was something more for me. I knew I wasn't fulfilling my potential. And so at that point I said, okay, universe, two jobs in a year, I'm going to take it as a sign to get out of corporate and start my business. And that's what I did. And that was March of last year, 2019. And entrepreneurship is another journey in itself. You want to talk about continued pivots again, like constant up leveling and growing an opportunity. Since then I actually did a business mastermind. So I continue to invest in myself. So even though now I'm, I'm un, again, unemployed, I invested another 15 grand in myself that year, last year. I got a second certification in intuitive coaching so when I started that first group program, I started meditating. So I've been meditating for about three years now. Initially, I did it just to quiet my mind. 
and find peace, right? That's like the whole anxiety thing, like finding just peace and stillness. And what ended up happening in meditation for me was things just started opening up. I started getting messages. I started having visualizations and it really, it really just opened up so much spirituality for me. So I knew I wanted to take my coaching on, on to a more spiritual level. So I ended up getting an intuitive certification. Nice. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am. Like I got my intuitive certification and it's changed my life. Like this is, I'm, I'm living my purpose now. Mm. I knew after that first certification, it wasn't enough, but I actually went to a Tony Robbins event in Canada last year in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And everybody there was, had deals for $500 and considering the amount I had invested in myself, $500 would have been nothing. <laughs> it was a no brainer, right? But mm -hmm. for the first time, this is, was in October of 2019. For the first time I said to myself, I have everything I need. Oh, I love that. And that's where I would say like that belonging I was searching for, like I've also finally realized that I belong to me. Mm -hmm. Like that's where I belong. And I don't need to fit in anywhere else or belong in any other system. So my journey has really become a, about unraveling more and more about who I am and just living as her, mm. you know? I don't know if you saw, by the way, that um, so recently I've decided that I'm going to sell my house and, and almost all of my things. And I'm actually going to go travel with my cat. She's 15. Um, I'm going to travel the States. I'm just, until the borders open up, I'm going to just travel and explore because that's what I've wanted to do. And, and it doesn't me. matter what anybody thinks of that. Like for me, it's like, this is my path. Like, and that's, what's really cool about my journey. And I'm, I'm just really excited to keep exploring. That's amazing. And actually, I think I did see that post when you were sharing about that. And um, I remember thinking, that's so cool. She's just going to become a nomad. Like, mm -hmm. um, and, but I love how you feel called to do it. It's something you've always wanted to do. So you're going to go do it because unapologetic, right? Unapologetically yeah. you listen to that intuition. Thank you so much, Kristen, for sharing that with us. Um, you were on quite a journey there for quite some time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I love the part right near the end there where you mentioned, and, and I might not, I'm paraphrasing, but it was to the effect of, um, I belong to me. Yeah. Right. Like I don't need all that outside validation and mm -hmm. all these outside courses to be enough because I'm enough right here right now as I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I love everything you said, but just for, that was the one thing that really stood out to me because knowing you the the bit that I do already, I see that whenever you show up online or whenever you show up on a story or whatever, you show up as yourself without fear, without judgment, but just here I am world. And, and I just think that's so beautiful. Um, 
And I know that you help your clients in a sense to do that as well. So it's, it's beautiful that you've been able to take this experience of being in corporate and having high anxiety because of that and transform it into your life's work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just, I'm so grateful to have you on the show today. Like I'm just, I'm in awe. I'm like just knowing you. your story as I do. And just, I'm so glad that the listeners can connect with what you're saying and know that they're not alone, right? That Mm -hmm. um, if you're experiencing anxiety right now, like, like Kristen mentioned, one of the the key steps to at first is to just call it out and and know that it's there and acknowledge it and not to stuff it because so many people stuff their emotions, as you mentioned in society, it's, it's kind of what we're taught to do. Don't express yourself. Don't. And, um, Another friend of mine would say, we carry all our anxiety in our gut, right? Mm -hmm. Which when we're stuffing it all down there, it makes sense that it's all in there, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, and then it presents in other ways, like for you, anxiety shows up in your chest. So um, I'd like to ask Kristen, if you have any um, upcoming offers or programs that you'd like to kind of let the listeners know about in case they want to connect with you further. Yeah, so I'm actually getting ready to launch my first group program, and it's actually called Authentic AF, and I'm really excited about it because recently, um, one of the things that I've realized about myself is that I'm a teacher, Mm. and I love learning so much, and so many people ask me to share my wisdom on things, and I finally... I'm receiving that invitation and I'm doing my first group group coaching program. So um, I'm actually going to be launching it and it's starting on um, September 14th, Monday, September 14th. It's a 30 day experience and it's really all about, um, I think the tag I put at the top of the page was put down your mask and show us who you are. Mm. And It's really about, as I mentioned, like all of that unbecoming, you know, like just releasing anything that's not yours, all the shoulds, have tos, needs to really just understanding and seeing yourself for who you are and then allowing yourself to be her unapologetically. So I have a series of teachings that I'll be doing. We'll be doing some live, live group stuff. Um, I'll be doing intuitive, uh, healings for the group as well. So it's going to be a really cool space. I'm really excited about it. It sounds amazing. And anyone that does sign up, their lives will change by the end of it. I guarantee that just knowing you as I do. The last question I'm going to ask you today, Kristen, and it's kind of silly at this point, but it's, it's just the one I like to close with, which is (laughs) what's one thing, well, actually there's two questions. What's the best piece of advice you've received throughout your life or a quote that really stands out to you or something? Yeah. So the one, there's a quote that I really love and I always have to think about how it goes because it's a little confusing. Hang on. So it's your reaction to me is the reflection of you my response to you is an awareness of me. Oh, I like that. 
And you have to like, the reason I have to take a minute is because you have to think and make sure you get the words right. But if you really think about it and process it, it's just the gist of it is that people, people's reactions to you, your reactions to others is a matter of, it's a personal, it's, if it's your reaction, it's you. If it's their reaction, it's them. It's not personal. And so much of the way we behave is really our own stuff mm-hmm. that we project onto others. So it's just, it's just a really beautiful quote that kind of sums all of that up. And just a reminder not to take people's reactions personally. Mm, that's so good. And like, all I can think is mic drop. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we can just end the episode right here. But um <laughs> At that point, I will let the listeners know that all of Kristen's contact information will be in the show notes. So you can reach out to her either on social media or any of the ways that are listed. And just thank you so much for being on the show today, Kristen. It's been an absolute pleasure and I look forward to seeing what comes next. Thank you so much, Megan. It was an honor to be here. Have a fabulous week, everyone. And remember, you are beautiful. You are worth it. You deserve an amazing life. And we love you. I want to invite you to join the Awaken Your Inner Light Facebook community. It's a sacred container for anyone who is feeling it's time for a change in their life. This group is for you to be able to come in and be your whole self. You will be provided with the tools to awaken your inner light and live your most vibrant life. In this group, we're getting people to ask questions and share openly and vulnerably. We're all there to share and support one another. You can come in, drop the masks and the armor, and allow yourself to be truly seen. Together, in this space, we're creating a light revolution, and we'd love to have you join us. The website is www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash awaken your light that's a-w-a-k-e-n-y-o-u-r-l-i-g-h-t i can't wait to welcome you in this sacred space until we meet again lean in to get soulful Thank you for meeting me soul to soul today on the Soulful Podcast. If this episode connected with you and you feel called to, please share it with your friends and family so they can feel the love as well. Also, don't forget to hit subscribe on your podcast player so you get notified when new episodes drop. Please leave a rating and comment so I know what's touching your soul the most and can bring you more of what you long for. If you have suggestions for topics, or would like me to speak at your event, please connect with me at S-O-U-L-F-U-L-L-S-O-B-R-I-E-T-Y at gmail.com. Thank you for your love and support in helping me connect with more souls to remind them they are divine, capable, and loved. You're the best. Go out looking at the world through the lens of love.